Thanks for checking out the One Church podcast today. If you are new to One Church and want to learn more about us, you can always check us out at imonechurch.com. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. You got a Bible? Turn to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. If you don't, it's okay. We will have it up on the screen for you. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. And it says this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and a sound mind. If you're taking notes today, you can title this message, Fear Not. Fear Not. Not. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. They didn't come to hear a word from me. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd use me to speak to the hearts and the lives of your church. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You know, uh, my son and I are a lot alike in a lot of different ways. We... we uh, Crystal always says that we act so much alike um, that it, it just it feels like she's looking at a little Brian, right? Because we just we just a little bit of, uh, we're a lot alike, but there's one area that we're not alike in, and that is that uh, I don't really mind heights, and he cannot stand heights, right? He anything with he's going really high above the ground, he is not a fan. Like he he likes to keep his feet firmly planted. He doesn't like roller coasters because they're high. I love roller coasters, right? Like put me on it. Now, the older I get, the less I can ride them over and over again, right? Because I don't know what happens in your old age, but, but, but I love being, I, I don't really mind being up. Now I'm not psycho like those people that are walking around on the tops of buildings. Now that's nuts. That's a whole nother level, but I don't really mind being up high. And, uh, and, and, but my son, he just like, no, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not down for that. I'm not doing it. Well, we were in New York, uh, this summer for, uh, uh, a quick family, uh, vacation and we're in New York and we're hanging out, never been, wanted to go see it. So, um, but as we're walking around, we're kind of seeing all the sites and I see the empire state building kind of far off, you know, and I know that you can go up in it. And, and so I asked my kids, I was like, Hey, Braley, Bear, y'all want to go up in the empire? Y'all want to go to the top of the empire state building? Braley said, no. And just because she just wasn't interested. And Bear was like, no, because he doesn't like heights, right? He's, he's like, I'm not down. I don't like heights. That's really high. And so he was like, no, thanks. Well, uh, the, 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 we, we have a great time. Everything's going good. And then the trip is coming to the end. It's the last evening of the last, uh, I mean, like we're, we're going home the next day. And I said, I'm going up in the, to the top of the Empire State. I am not coming to New York and not going up to the top. Now, when I actually got there, I realized my reason for not going was the price would have been the reason. It is ridiculous. I'm riding an elevator. Hello. Like, how much are you charging? That's, it was insane. I was like, you're, you're charging me how much? Like, uh, but, but I was committed at that point. But, my, my, uh, but I, I was like, I'm going up. I'm doing it. Let's do it. We're going up in the Empire State Building. And so uh, I, I decided to go. Braley said, no, I'm good. I'm just going to stay here at the house or stay at the apartment and, uh, or the hotel. I'm sorry. And uh, she's staying somewhere. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going. And, uh, and, and so my wife is my ride or die. So she was like, I'm in. And so we're getting ready to walk out the door. And as we're walking out the door, my son said, wait, I'm going with you. And I was like, okay. 
And now, and I, and I had the dad speech. Now, when we get there, there ain't no turning around and going, no, I don't want to do that. I, we're not doing that because I'm going up, baby. I'm going to do this. And he's like, okay, I got it. I got it. Well, we get to the, we, we, we walk, we're walking up and he looks up at the top of the, I mean, he looks up at this building and it is massive. And I'm thinking like, is he going to, no, he walks inside, we go in, we go to the top, we walk around. He even gets one on those goggles and things and he's looking around the city and everything's going good. And we come back down, we get back on solid ground, right? We're back on solid ground. And he said, dad. You know why I did that? And I said, no, why'd you do it? He goes, because I knew that when my friends found out that I went to New York, the first thing they would ask me is, did you go up to the top of the Empire State Building? And he said this, I did not want to tell them a story of fear. He said, I didn't want to tell them about what I didn't do because I was afraid to do it. I wanted to tell them a story about what I did. Here's the thing is there's so many people that when they get to the end of their life, they have to tell a story of fear. It's all the things that I didn't do, all the things that I didn't accomplish, all the dreams that I didn't go after because I let fear keep me. I was a little bit afraid of this and I wasn't sure how it would work out and I wasn't sure if it would all pan out. And so I, I have to get, a lot of people get to the end of their life and they're telling a story of fear. And here's the thing is I can promise you that when you get to the end of the, your life, you, you will not, not worry about and not talk about the things that you, you did, like, oh, I made this mistake or I failed or I did this. You will regret and talk about the things that you should have done and the dreams that you should have gone after and the things that you should have accomplished. We tell stories of fear. Well, I would have, but I was afraid. I would have done this, but I... I, I, just, I just didn't know how it would work out. And man, can you imagine if, if we lived the life that God called us to live? Can you imagine what we would do if, if we really did all that God has called us to do? Uh, Bronnie Ware it was a hospice nurse in Australia, and she had uh, the opportunity to, to uh, talk to people who had a uh, few weeks or months to live. And, and as they were kind of, you know, they're walking through this process, and what she said is she interviewed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of patients uh, you know, right, right before they died, weeks and months before they died. And she said this. She said, you know what? Very few ever talked to me about the regrets of things that they did, the mistakes. But nearly everyone talked to me about the regrets of things they wish they would have done. Nobody said, I wish I would have worked more hours. Right? They all said, I wish I would have spent more time with family. They talk about dreams that they wish they would have gone after, the things that they wish they would have accomplished. And here's the thing is that we need to live a life where we stop letting fear control us and fear speak to us and talk us out of our dreams. See, here's the thing is that there are, t- there are times in life and we look at people and we think, well, they just must not have fear. No, the truth is is sometimes you just got to do it afraid. 
right? Sometimes you've got to go to the top of the Empire State Building, even though you don't like heights. Why? Because I don't want to tell a story at the end of my life of I was afraid to do this. Because but I want to get to the end of my life and say, you know what? I tried. I might have failed. I might have come up short a few times. I might not have accomplished everything that I wanted to accomplish in my life. But at least I tried. At least I didn't let fear control me. At least I didn't say, you know what? I'm not willing to step out because I'm afraid. What's your story? Is it a story of fear? Or is it a story of faith? Do you live your life controlled by fear or do you live your life controlled by faith? See, here's the thing is fear, a lot of people will say this, well, fear is just the absence of faith. But that's not the truth. See, fear isn't the absence of faith. Fear is faith. It's just faith in the wrong thing. Right? Fear is faith in reverse. It's just, it's just faith in the wrong thing. It's, if, I believe this. It, when you live your life controlled by fear, this is what it is. It's if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. If, if it's going to happen and it's going to go really bad, then it's going to happen to me. I, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. Right? That's, I, I live my life based on fear. But here's the thing is that faith is exactly the opposite. It believes the opposite of that and says, you know what? I believe that God is on my side side. And if God is for me, who can be against me? I believe that God works all things together uh, for those that are called according to his purposes. And you begin to speak into faith versus speaking into fear. Fear is like a muscle. And the more you work it, the bigger it gets. The more you let it control you, the bigger it gets. And here's the thing is that it will not stay contained to one area of your life. If you let fear control you in one area of your life, if you let fear rule you in one area, it is not satisfied to be contained to that one area. It will begin to take over every area of your life until you, you, you're, you can't do anything because I'm too afraid. I can't step out. But here's the great thing, and here's what's great, is that faith is exactly the same. If you let faith control you in every area of your life, it will begin to take over. And you might say, you know what, I was, I was afraid to do this, but I stepped out in faith and I stepped out in faith. And the more I step out in faith, the more my faith grows. And the more I push against heavy things, then guess what? The more God grows my faith. And now it's taking over every area of my life. And there are times in my life when I'm afraid, but I'm willing to step out because God has never failed me. He's never let me down. He's never, he's never left me. And I know this, that even though, come on, I'm in the waiting, even though I'm in the process, even though I'm in the middle somewhere, I know that God is for me. Who can be against me? See, faith is like a muscle. Fear is like a muscle. The more you work them, the more they grow. The more they grow, the more they control you. It's your choice. I love Stephen Furtick's book, Crash the Chatterbox. And he says this, The enemy's threats are embedded in lies. God's whispers are rooted in truth. The enemy's threats are designed to paralyze. God's whispers are empowered to mobilize. The enemy's threats condemn vaguely. God's whispers instruct specifically. The enemy's threats conspire to diminish hope. God's whispers inspire to change. 
The enemy's threats are aimed to take you out. But listen to this. God's whispers speak a better word to keep you in and move you forward. See, here's the thing. If, if you are listening to the voice of fear, you are listening to the voice of the enemy. If you are listening to the voice of faith, you are listening to the voice of God. See, I believe this, that we have a God that is speaking, a God that is talking. And what voice are you listening to the most? What voice is controlling you the most? I can tell you this. If you hear a voice that says, you're not good enough, you'll never amount to anything, you're just like your daddy, you keep hearing that voice, can I tell you something? You are listening to the voice of the enemy because God's voice says exactly the opposite. You know what? You belong to a new heritage. You belong to a new family. You are not like that. You, you, have, you are being transformed to glory, to glory, to glory. Can I tell you, you, what voice are you listening to? Am I listening to fear? Or I'm listening to faith. John 10, 10 says this, the thief comes to steal and kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and life to the full. Can you see the difference? Can you see the difference here? The thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I've come to do the exact opposite. I've come to give you life and give you life to the full. That's exactly why. So if you're listening to the voice of God, you are hearing a voice of hope. If you are listening to the voice of the enemy, then you are listening to a voice that says you'll never make it. You're never going to get out of here. See, can I tell you this? The devil has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy your destiny. That's what he wants. He wants your destiny. He wants your dreams. He knows that God has a plan for you. He knows that. And he wants, he wants to destroy all of that. And you know how he does it? Most of the time he does it with one simple word, fear. He reminds you of the embarrassment. He reminds you of the pain of your past. He reminds you of the failure. And every time you think about stepping out on a dream or on what something God has put in your heart or desire or, man, I think I'm going to believe God and I'm going to step out in faith. Every time, all he, all he can do is bring up the failure from your past and he begins to whisper. And here's the thing. Faith and fear both whisper the same thing. What if? But they both say it completely differently. See, fear says, what if you fail? What if she breaks your heart like all the others? Huh? What if you throw out your idea and everybody hates it? Because he's bringing up the past, right? He's bringing up, come on, it's like when you're, when you're a kid, you get this rooted inside of you because you, the teacher asks you a question and hey, hey, kids, can you answer this question? You raise your hand because you think you got it. And guess what? At least that's my case. Nowhere close. But you get an A for effort. All right, that's all I needed. Right? And so I lift my hand and I, I, I shout out the answer. And what happens is, is it's wrong. And it's not a big deal that the answer's wrong. But then everyone laughs. 
And a seed is sown of fear. And so now in the boardroom, I can't speak up because what if everybody laughs and everybody thinks it's silly? But here's the thing. Faith says the opposite. Well, what if everybody loves it? What if everybody, what if this is a game changing idea for your company? What if you step out and you don't, she doesn't break your heart, but you find your future spouse? What if? See, they both are saying the same thing, but they say it completely differently. What if? Yes. See, I choose to live my life by faith yes. and not by fear. I refuse to cower in a corner and say, you know what? I'm not going to go after my dreams because what if they don't happen? What if they do happen for me? What if, I do, what if we do start a campus in Sulphur Springs, Texas, and we're reaching people for yes. Jesus? What if we do? What if we do? There's no certainty in it. There's no guarantee in it. See, guarantees, we all like a guarantee, but the truth is, is there's no guarantee in life. But I can guarantee you this, like Bronnie Ware, you will get to the end and you will not regret what you did. You will regret the things that you didn't do. You will talk about the things that you wish you would have done. Fear is a thief that will rob you of your destiny. Fear is a thief that will rob you of your destiny. It's speaking to you. It's talking to you. It's trying to talk you out of your dreams and your destiny. See, here's the thing. is fear would have told the Wright brothers, you can't fly. Ain't nobody done that before. You can't do that. That, that. that can't happen. Have you ever seen a person fly? No. Fear is, spe- I, you cannot tell me that they did not hear. This can't happen. How, this is impossible. Fear is saying, this isn't possible. You cannot fly. Fear would have told Rosa Parks, get up and find another seat. Fear would have told Steve Jobs, nobody likes touch screens. Fear would have told David, that giant is too big. Fear would have told Moses, "Uh uh-uh, God can't part the Red Sea. There's no way. What are you thinking? There's no way that this can happen, right? You're you're smoking crack. This can't happen, right? Fear would have told Joshua, you can't walk around a wall until it falls. That can't happen. And I I can get, see, we try to, to look at people in the Bible and think that they don't hear the same voices that we hear. Because I guarantee you, fear was right there in Joshua's ear saying, this is crazy. You're going to die. There's no way this is going to work out. Fear was in Moses' ear saying, there's no way this is going to happen. You're at the, you are at the edge and there's no way it's going to work out. And God's not going to show up and deliver you. But I'm so glad that these people decided, you know what? I'm not going to listen to the voice of fear. I'm going to listen to the voice of faith. I'm not going to live my life cowered down in fear. I'm going to live my life in faith. And because he did, Joshua walked around a wall seven times on the seventh day. And God showed up and uh, made the walls fall flat. The, Moses stood at the Red Sea and he said, Surely the God who created the sea can part it and I can walk through on dry land. Come on. David looked at a giant and said, I'm telling you right now, you come at me with a a sword and a spear, but I come at you in the name of my Lord God. You will surely die this day. Come on, faith told Steve Jobs, guess what? Hey, there's gotta be a better way. Huh? 
Faith told Rosa Parks, stand your ground, girl. You, you, there's, change has to happen. And it starts right here and right now. Can I tell you, Faith told the Wright brothers, I believe I can fly. And here's the thing, is that you got to listen to the voice of fear or faith. And you get to choose which one you want to hear. Both voices will be there in the morning when you wake up. When you think about starting that company, both voices will be there, whispering in your ear. Which one will you listen to? Which one will you embrace? Which one will be the one that controls your destiny? We're headed into Christmas season, and you're probably sitting here going, what does this have to do about Christmas? Most of us don't think we read the Christmas story from an American mindset a, a million miles away. And we know the outcome and we know the results and we know what happens. And so we just kind of breeze through it and it's all good and it's all nice and neat. And it's in a package in a nice little neat bow. <laughs> we love it. But we never think about how scary this was to the people experiencing this firsthand. One of the, one of the people who overcame fear first, and I love this, in, in the, the, the story of Jesus coming to this earth, the first person to have to overcome fear was the mother of Jesus, Mary. Leave it to a woman. She overcame fear. Here's the deal is that she, she's, she's going along and everything's going good in her life and she has to make a decision. And, and we all know the story. We know what happens because you've known what happens. You kind of just breeze through it. But she had a choice. Fear was there and faith was there. Am I going to believe what God is saying about this situation or am I going to listen to the voice of fear in my life because this is really scary and I'm not sure if it's going to work out and I'm not sure how everything's going to go. And so we have, she had to make a choice. Will I listen to fear or will I listen to faith? I think Mary would tell us a couple of things. If she was able to come and tell you when you're thinking about going after your dreams, when you're thinking about listening to fear, or listening to faith, I think she would say this. Number one, life is too short to be controlled by fear. Life is too short to be controlled by fear. See, she's about to get married. And I, I've been around enough about to get married that I know what's going on. They're planning a wedding. And when they plan a wedding, I mean, they're, come on, she'd be on, if it was today, she'd be on Pinterest. She'd be bridezilla, right? She'd be, she'd be picking out flowers, and she'd be picking out horrible bridesmaid dresses, and she'd be, she, she's working through all this. She's naming her future kids. Come on, she's riding out Joseph's carpenter. I don't know what his last name was, right? Because she's riding out his last name, and this is Mary. She's doing all of this, and then God shows up and says, eh, got a different plan for you. And he said this, do not be afraid. The first thing that creeps into your mind when you begin to hear the plans of God for your life is fear. Because when God shows up with a plan, 
The enemy shows up with a reason why you shouldn't execute it. The reason why you shouldn't go through with it, because why? He knows that if you ever step out in faith, then you can accomplish more than you could ever imagine. And I love this because there's this voice that happens and God shows up on the scene and says, do not be afraid. I've got a great plan for you. Fear not is one of the most repeated phrases in the Bible. When God shows up, fear not. Fear not. Well, why would he say that? Because he knows there's something to be afraid of. God told Abraham, fear not, I will protect you. He told Isaac, fear not, I will be with you and I will bless you. He told Moses, fear not and stand still and I will deliver you. He told Joshua, fear not, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. And he told Mary, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Fear not. Don't let fear control you. Don't let fear tell you no. Don't, don't let that control you. And here's the thing, is that if Mary would have let fear control her, we wouldn't be talking about her today. And here's the sad part, is that she wouldn't have been a part of the greatest thing to happen to humanity the greatest thing ever to happen to humanity. The Christmas story begins with her saying, you know what, I'm here, yes, I'll do whatever it is. I'm not gonna let fear control me. Can I ask you a question? What person is waiting on you to say yes? What life needs to be changed, but you're too afraid to step out and do what God has asked you to do? I think Mary would say life's too short to be controlled by fear. The second thing she would say is, God is bigger than your understanding. God is so much bigger than your understanding. In Luke 1, 31 through 34, it says this, the angel speaking, and he says, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, uh-huh, and shall call his name Jesus. Okay. <laughs> he will be great. And will be called the son of the highest. All right, sounds good. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. You're preaching good now. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom there will be no end. Listen to this. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I don't know a man. How can this be? And that's why... Mary would say, God's bigger than your understanding. How can this be? I'm a virgin. That's not how this works. It's okay. God's got a plan. God's got it worked out. God can make it all. See, here's the thing is faith will defy logic. It will defy logic and you will look at it and you'll go, I don't know how this can happen and I don't know how this can work out and I'm not sure how it's, because we like to map it all out and get a plan A and, a, and we, wanna, we wanna work all through it. But here's the thing, is that when you live your life according to faith, it does not always line up, but I can tell you this, that how can this be when you look at a dream? God would say this, bigger than your understanding. I'm bigger than your understanding. Here's the thing is, if I limit God to the size of my brain, God's too small. In my case, he's really too small. 
Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. God, so much bigger than your understanding. Sometimes we limit God and we put him in a little box and we say, this is all you can do, God. And God's saying, I'm so much bigger than that. And if you would take me out of the box, what could I do in your life? If you would take me out of that box, what could I do in your life? The last thing I think she would tell us is God's plans for your life are so much better than you think they are. God's plans for your life are so much better. Can you imagine? I've got it all planned out. I've got it all worked out. Some of you got it all planned out. You've got it all worked out. But you feel like God's bringing you and telling you to go a different direction. But I'm scared. I don't know. But I, I know the way this is. And it seems right. And everything's going to be good. But I don't know the direction there. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. That looks a little bit rocky. See, can I tell you that, that Mary would tell you that you can trust God with a yes? You can trust God with saying yes to his plans because his plans are so much greater for you than you could ever imagine. And I love what she says in Luke 1.38. She said, Mary says, behold your maidservant. The first thing I want you to know, God, is my life is not mine. My life belongs to you. I'm here to do whatever you called me to do. I'm here to do whatever you asked me to do. Behold your maidservant. Let it be to me according to your word. But, Brian, I don't know. If it's going to work out, let it be to me according to your word, God. If I step out and go after this dream, I'm not sure if it will all work out in my fa- Let it be to me according to your word. Can I tell you that God is never leading you somewhere to watch you fall flat? God is never bringing you out to watch you fall on your face. You can trust God with your yes. You can trust God with his plans for your life. And here's the thing is I've learned that I can't map it all out. I can't work it all out. I can't make it all happen. But one thing I can do is God, let it be to me according to your word. Let it happen in my life like you want it to happen. See, a lot of us say that we are Christ followers, but we're only Christ followers when it's convenient. Well, yeah, I'd do anything for Jesus, but I won't do that. What is God asking you to do? What's God saying? I want you to do this. See, it can be something as simple as an invite, and it can be something as big as starting a ministry it can be really easy or it can be really difficult and here's the thing faith is a muscle and whatever it is no matter how easy or simple you think it is or how big or scary you think it is can I tell you faith is a muscle and so whatever God is asking you to do just begin to step out on it 
Begin to step out and say, God, I'm going to trust you in this. God, I, I'm going to trust that you, you have my best interest in mind and you're going to work it all out for my good. Maybe God's asking you to forgive. Maybe God's asking you to join a dream team. Maybe God's asking you to invite someone. What's God asking you to do? With every head bowed and every eye closed. Here's the thing, friend. Obedience is our responsibility. Outcome is God's responsibility. The only thing that I'm responsible for is just saying, God, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. I'll do whatever you're needing me to do. I'm willing to say yes to whatever you're asking me to do. But what if I do it and it doesn't? Outcome's his responsibility. And Lord, right now, in this place, Lord, we break off fear. Lord, where fear has controlled us, Lord, I, I, Lord, I, I even see where people have, have let something, a hurt from the past, and it's controlled them right now, Lord, every decision. Honestly, it's taken over every part of their life, and it's controlling every decision that they make. And they're like, I don't know, it, I, it's too scary, and it's literally taken root. And Lord, right now, Lord, we curse that fear at the root, and we say that it must go. Lord, I thank you right now that in this room, there are ideas that are going to be released, Lord, that there are going to, Lord, there's going to be businesses that are that are that are uh, that are started in this room, Lord. I pray right now, Lord, that there's going to be people that are invited to church and their lives are going to be forever changed, Lord. Right now, we break off fear, Lord. We refuse to be a church controlled by fear, and we say that we will be a church that lives our life by faith. And even though we don't know the outcome, and even though we don't know how it's all going to work out, God, we know that we can trust you, God. We know that you will never leave us, Lord. We know that you will never forsake us. Just, just declare in this place that fear will no longer control us. God, what are you asking us to do? What are you needing us to do? Lord, let us go into 2019 saying, God, whatever it is, here I am. Use me. With every head bowed, every eye closed, no one's looking around. Maybe you're in this place and you say, Brian, I don't know Jesus. I've never asked him into my heart. I've never asked him to be the Lord of my life. Can I tell you, friend, your destiny starts with him. It all starts with Jesus. It starts with saying yes to him. And it's not religion, it's relationship. Say, Brian, I need Jesus in my life. I need to ask him into my heart. I need to accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Maybe you're here and you say, Brian, I've prayed that prayer and I've asked Jesus to be the Lord of my life, but I'm not living like it. I've walked away and today I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I won't embarrass you, I won't call you forward. And you say, Brian, that's me. I need Jesus in my life for the first time. Rededicating my life to Jesus. I'm going to count to three. I just want you to slip your hand up. And you can put it right back down. Brian, that's me. I need Jesus. One. Brian, that's me. I'm rededicating my life to Jesus today. Two. Three. Just slip your hands up. Put them right back down. Amen. Amen. See those hands. Amen. Amen. 
Can we pray this prayer together as a church family? Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Take my sin, and by your grace, I take your righteousness. I make you the Lord of my life. I give you all that I am. I hold nothing back. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, give it up for every person that prayed that prayer today. One Church, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you would like to contribute financially, you can go online to imonechurch.com slash give. If you chose to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior or rededicate your life to Him today, then you can text Decided to 33733 so we can celebrate with you. Thanks for listening and have a great week.